Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Wednesday morning. If you're wondering, there's nothing wrong with your radio. Uh, Key had a kind of a, uh, a voice morph there to make sure that those Clipper fans know that, hey, the expectations were there and... Like much of their 50-year history, they were not met. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin were brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Our man, J. Will, has taken a well-deserved morning off. If you were watching the NBA last night, you saw him with the countdown crew with a couple of great games, certainly a great game if you're a Nuggets fan, and a thrilling game if you're a Heat fan. We'll have your Lakers and the Nuggets Friday night, Game 1, Western Conference Finals, NBA chatter all morning long, NFL chatter in one minute. But, Key, your quick thoughts on last night's NBA. It was good. I mean, I, I hate to... I hate to be the the guy that's you know gloating in, in the Clippers' sorrow or or even you know poking fun at the situation because I'm from L.A. But at the same time, I'm a Laker guy, so it's kind of you know I got a lot of friends that are Clipper guys. Marcellus Wiley, who used to be here, one of our old colleagues, sure. is a Clipper. He's like a, a Clipper mascot to a degree, and so it just poking fun at him. And being able to laugh at him and make him go away for a year, it just feels good. It feels good. And then watch the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics get at it. I certainly can't wait to see who comes out of the East because I know who's coming out of the West. That would be the Lakers. So is it going to be, according to Key, the Lakers and the Celtics? They've met 12 times in the NBA Finals. Or will it be Lakers against the Heat, one of LeBron's old teams? Both totally juicy scenarios. We are back Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, South Street Seaport, Lower Manhattan. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning. Let's head right to the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. I promised you NFL, and we're getting right to it with Damian Woody. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Damian, good morning. Let me know your thoughts on the Lakers, and then let me know your thoughts on Gase. Well, listen, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, man, I, man, it's a great morning. Last night was just delicious as far as the Clippers are concerned. They've been key. And key, don't be humble, man. Oh, I, 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 I'm, your, I'm, hey, I'm key, good that's with not it. Your style. That's not even your style. That you're sitting up there being humble. Up. Man, talk that noise, man. The Clippers have been talking so much junk in L.A. for I don't know how long now after they got Kawhi and, and P.G., you know what I mean? And now they get bounced out by the Denver Nuggets. So you better believe I'm going to be talking big noise today, all on TV about it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just waiting to see Stephen A. and Max. That's Those are my targets okay, as of right okay, now. I'm waiting, okay, to, okay. I'm waiting to, as my buddies text me last night, you need to make sure you get to fat lips. And they're talking about Max and, and, and Stephen A. because they've been running their mouth from the giddy-up, like you said, about the Clippers. And so – Look, we took care of business. We held our end of the bargain. They didn't. Right now, we're going to move on. We're going to get to some football with you. And talk about, talk about the Cleveland Browns. Thursday night, they play. If Cleveland loses this game on Thursday night, now what? Key, it's DEFCON 1. <laughs> it's DEFCON 1 in Cleveland because, listen, let me tell you something. You already, you already got shellacked by, by a division rival in Baltimore, okay? That's number one. Number two, you go out here and lose to another division rival in the Cincinnati Bengals who was picking number one with Joe Burrow? Do you, that's embarrassing. That, that, that's embarrassing. Think about all the moves that the Browns have made to try to, make, to, try to placate their, their young quarterback in Baker Mayfield. All right, they went out, they traded for their Beckham. They traded for Jarvis Landry. 
They signed the tight end Austin Hooper. They signed a right tackle. Their first pick in the draft, in this last draft, was the left tackle. They surrounded that man with everything known to man. Key, maybe he's just not very good. Has anybody thought about that? I mean, we talk about all the head coaches and changes, but maybe Baker Mayfield just isn't very good. He goes out and lose this week on Thursday night. Boy, it's gonna it's gonna be hell in the dog pound. Yeah, I I say the same thing. I've been telling the guys at the at the last couple of days, better yet, that maybe he's just not good, and we haven't arrived to saying that yet. Uh, speaking of a guy that was good, your former team, the New England Patriots, Cam Newton, obviously did it different than Tom Brady this past Sunday. He did it with his legs as well as with his arm, and a lot of people are questioning on whether or not the style of play of Cam will last long-term in New England. And I say, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong here, the New England Patriots change their game plan week to week depending on the opponent. So you may not even see what you saw last week, this week against Seattle. Yeah, you know how it is, Key. You play, you, you, you've been, in, been around, you know, Coach Belichick, and, and uh, you know how he likes to morph week to week to give, give teams a, a different look and give their team the best chance to win. But – Listen, I tell people, I've been telling people this since Cam Newton arrived. Who is Cam Newton throwing the ball to? Outside of Edelman, who's up there in age, who is he throwing the ball to? What reliable receivers does the New England Patriots have where Cam can all of a sudden just be out there and just slinging the, slinging the ball around? At the end of the day, the objective is to win football games, and you got to do whatever's in, whatever's in your best interest to win a football game. And when you got Cam Newton, when you got Cam Newton, a guy who's built like him, you got to utilize his athletic ability because you're lacking weapons on the outside. Talent differential would be one thing. You got the Dolphins in week one and one of the NFL's best teams, as Key said, the Patriots are heading up to Seattle for Sunday night football. This will be obviously Cam's big first litmus test. Damian, thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, no problem, guys. Take it easy. All right. Great to have Damian Woody with us this morning. Still- Laker fans everywhere, just so you know. Big brand, as you said. Still to come. They got Paul. They got Kawhi. They couldn't get to the ultimate round. They couldn't get to the penultimate round. So what do the Clippers need to add? We'll ask our NBA analyst, Tim Legler, next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you 
to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We'll talk a little Major League Baseball coming up with Buster Olney in just a few minutes. The playoff bubble has been formalized. That's a really interesting development. It took a while to get there. But first, more NBA chatter. You heard Mike Breen use the word stunning. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, we're back. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes NBA analyst Tim Legler. He's with us this morning. Tim, first things first. Listen, um... Paul Kawhi was there. Paul George was there. They have one of the best coaches in the NBA, and it wasn't enough to even get to the Western Conference Finals. What do the Clippers need to add? Well, I think more than anything, they need to add a seriousness about their approach in the regular season. And and they talked a lot about it after the game. Um, and I thought it was a little bit of a cop-out, to be honest with you, when they were talking about, oh, we just weren't together. It's year one. The Denver Nuggets had more time together. They know each other. I'm, and I'm saying to myself, wait a second, you're up 3-1. You've got the deepest rotation in the NBA. You're up 3-1, and you're up double digits in two of the three closeout games, and you don't get it done. That's not a matter of not being together long enough because you're in a position <laughs> to win. It's a matter of, um, number one, I think just a, just a focus and a commitment that you can't just show up with more talent than another team. You've got to go out there, roll your sleeves up, get nuts and bolts with them, and get it done when you have to do it. And also, I think the lack of adjustments to figuring out a way to, to do something against that two-man game in the middle of the floor, different than what they were doing. Because they either allowed Jamal Murray to have a lot of room coming off the screen, or they trapped him, and then they hit Jokic in the middle, and then he just completely picked you apart. Those were the two options for the Clippers. So, you know, we talk about the star power. You talk about the coaching, a coach that's won a championship in this league. To me, they were too reliant on having those things on their side, and they didn't actually get down to the nuts and bolts of coming up with a blueprint and making the adjustments and having that edge and that toughness to go out there and actually execute. I just felt like there was a sense of entitlement that they had because they had the talent. They had the coaching pedigree. They had these things on their side. Denver Nuggets just were a team that about middle of game five started to realize we can do what we want against this team. This is not the defensive juggernaut that everybody expected the league to be. And if we can operate with our two best players in a comfort zone, we've got a great chance to get back in this series. And certainly eventually it got to to believing that they were actually going to win the series. Tim, how much of this falls squarely on Doc? Uh, If this were other coaches that had this type of talent, as you mentioned, in all of a sudden they were bounced when they were heavily favored to see the Lakers in the Western Conference Final, we would be absolutely killing them this morning. Yeah, Keyshawn, he has to, he has to own it. And he's going to say the right things, but uh, you wonder, like, does he actually believe it, that he had a, had a hand in this? He's got to own some of this, man, because you go back even to the Clippers teams when he had all of that talent, right, with Chris Paul and Blake and DeAndre Jordan and J.J. Redick and Jamal Crawford, and he had that group. Now, I know they had some injuries at inopportune times with those teams, but still, those are some of the most talented teams in the NBA as well. And they, they would come up small 
in the biggest moments. So he has to own some of this. And again, I don't know what their approach was during the course of regular season. And obviously, even up to the point we shut it down, I was still talking about the Clippers every night. I felt like saying, when are they going to dial it up defensively to look like that team that we thought they would be when you put Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly on the court at the same time? I kept saying it all the way up until the middle of March. And then you have, the, you have the pandemic comes and you have a long layoff, and then they come back. And now I know they added Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris right before the league shut down. So you go, okay, they got a couple new parts. They got to incorporate, and that is that is something. But it's not. Come on, man, they're rotational role players. It's not your star guys. Bottom line for me was I still never saw the identity that you wanted to see, which was a suffocating team on the perimeter defensively with that personnel, and they just never got there. And for me, that's game plan. That is a purpose in the things you're talking about, accountability in the film room, accountability in the walkthrough, tightening things up from game to game, just didn't see it. I just felt like they came off to me like they were relying on the fact they had more talent than the people they were playing against. And you just can't do it. When you get a team in this league with a guy that gets as hot as Jamal Murray got in that bubble, and you have a guy in Jokic that you can run your offense through that can pick you apart with his passing, you have to tighten those things up from game to game. Did not see it out of the Clippers. And then, look, beginning of the fourth quarter last night, there's, there's no other way to describe that other than just shrinking under the light. There's no other way to describe what you watch at the beginning of the fourth quarter with some of the looks they got. For star players, those are great shots. And for them to go 0 for 9 at the beginning of the fourth quarter while this thing was getting away from them, um, they absolutely wilted. There's no other way to describe it. And all of those guys now to take that into the offseason, and that's the all they up to about, oh, we didn't have that much of an opportunity to play together, and it's year one. There's no year one when you put together a team like that. There's championship every year. That's what you're going for when you put those guys together. So, um, and, and they're going to deflect and deflect and deflect. I think this has to fall at the feet of a lot of people. But, yeah, Doc Rivers has to take a major responsibility in this for not being able to figure out a way to slow them down at a critical time in this series and a critical time in the game. And to blow double-digit lead two different times when you have a chance to move on to the conference finals, yes, they're, they're going to have a long offseason thinking about this. Yeah, pressure tends to burst pipes every now and then. And speaking of pressure, the Nuggets rallied from 3-1 in every series that they played, and yet and still they got it done. How much gas will be left in the tank, Tim, when they face the Lakers? That's a great question, Key, because I saw them in game one of this series, and I thought, man, I knew that was coming that night. Like, I predicted that was going to be a 20-point game because of what they had just done with Utah. Clippers sitting there waiting on them. And sure enough, they looked like they were completely gassed. Now, to their credit, Mike Malone has a group that he is clearly super connected with. That team's got great chemistry. They care about each other. They came back after game one, and they were determined that they were, going to, they were not going out of this thing without a fight, and they felt like they could operate certain spaces offensively that they were going to be able to get this done. And, and I thought the Clippers became a little bit predictable offensively, and I think Mike Malone saw that and knew, if I can just keep the spirits up, we're going to be okay. So I think you've got the same situation here. Look, the Lakers are sitting there waiting on them, they're going to get a crack at them, and they've got – look, they've got more length. They've got a little bit more, I think, tenacity defensively. I think the Lakers at times have been the best offensive team I've seen in the bubble. 
when they have turned it up. So that's what Jamal Murray and Jokic have right now. They've got a face. And, look, they might fall behind, dig themselves a hole early in the series. But I think at this point, they deserve our respect to say no matter how this series starts, this is not going to be something that's going to come easy for the Lakers. And I think LeBron James' leadership and understanding of being in so many situations over the course of his career, taking teams from this point and getting them to the finals, there will be the accountability that I just said the Clippers didn't have. There will be the focus. There will be the adjustment between the coaching staff and also LeBron making those adjustments and having his voice to make sure that they understand this is a team that is very dangerous and they're going to have to, regardless of how the series starts, they're going to have to keep their foot on the gas against them. I think the Nuggets deserve that kind of credit and respect to think that they can actually make this a long series. Game one will be Friday night. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's home quote explorer. Quote and buy all online at Progressive.com. Tim, we have just one minute left. I wanted to just get your thoughts on the way the Miami Heat looked last night and whether you think they can win the NBA title. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying now for a while, um, really before they even started the playoff run, they would not not be shocked that the Heat were in the final. And I still don't know if they're going to win this series. I think Boston ultimately – has an awful lot of answers offensively uh, with different guys of versatility. So this is a series of long way over. But the Heat, every night, it, you just continue to see like what it is special about them. I think they are the smartest team in the NBA. I think they're the best passing team in the NBA. And obviously, they can really shoot it. So they're, they're, and they're incredibly well coached. I, I've been saying for a long time, Eric Spolch is top five. I think he might be the best coach in the NBA. Mm. He never got enough credit for what he did in Miami with that group because all the talent. But he put his stamp on those teams offensively. If you go back and take a look at the way that they played, the weak side action, the cutting, the attention to detail, um, and and now he's taking this to me is his crown jewel. If he gets this team to the NBA Finals, I think to me that's almost more weight in terms of how you view Eric Spolster than going to the Finals four straight times and winning two championships with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Nobody thought that this team had enough talent to make this kind of run, particularly with a lot of young players in your rotation and guys early that weren't that heralded coming out so to me this is an incredible coaching job and again incredibly well connected team they've got a closing player with toughness and jimmy butler and then the way they move it and the way they read the floor the way they see it man they burn you every time you make a mistake because of the way they move the basketball so not going to be shocked one bit if miami ends up in the nba finals and i've I've felt that way now really since the bubble started and i saw this team play in those eight games before the playoffs it says something the plaudits for eric spolster considering how highly people think of the other head coach in this series game two tomorrow night 7 p.m eastern on espn tim thank you very much thanks a lot my pleasure you got it guys great to have tim legler with us this morning we're going to talk major league baseball and the playoff bubble finally being formalized. Key is now up to the bat. Oh, he's bunting now. I, I thought you were going to swing away for the fences. We're going to talk to Buster only in one minute on how it's all going to play out for the 16 teams that'll make it. But first, Sports Center. Tatum holding with 10. Tatum on the NBA logo with eight. Makes his way to the three-point line. Down two. Drive. Blocked at the rim by Adebayo. Three seconds to go. And a late foul. Bam out of bio may have just won game one of the Eastern Conference Finals for the Miami Heat. Mark Kestesher, he did just win game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. That's the voice of the NBA Finals on ESPN Radio with the great call there. Bam out of bio was the runner-up for the most improved player of the year just behind Brandon Ingram. I think the Heat might tell you he should have finished one spot higher. Great finish in OT. 
over the Celtics. Want to mention after the game, Kemba Walker talked about how poorly he thought he has played the last couple of games, so he's putting a ton of onus on him. Get out of here with that mess. You're watching on ESPN News. You just saw Tatum go sky high and Adebayo meet him at the rim. They will meet in game two tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. ABC ESPN, the exclusive home of the Eastern Conference Finals. Out west, the Nuggets over the Clippers. They boat raced him. In game seven, you just heard Tim talk about it. Clippers can't just show up with more talent and win, especially when Jokic has a triple-double through three and Jamal Murray goes for 40. The Nuggets, who are down 3-1 to the Jazz and down 3-1 to the Clippers, are the first team to rally from 3-1 down in multiple series in the same postseason. What kind of legs do they have left for the Lakers? We'll find out game one against LeBron and company will be Friday night. And one quick NFL note, much more NFL talk coming later this morning. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas. Obviously, Key knows him well. Key's nephew there. Sustaining a high ankle sprain against the Bucks. Key was kind of watching the injury as it happened. He's listed as week to week. If you're wondering, their next game is going to be at Las Vegas against the Raiders on ESPN's Monday Night Football. And then they will host the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. The Saints under the lights in prime time. Maybe without the NFL's best receiver, reception-wise at least. Hey, man, watch next, out. May, take, the, <laughs> take the maybe out? Yeah. The NFL's best receiver, if catches mean anything to a wide receiver. He had 149 last year. Most of anybody in a single season. Did I make that up for you? Yeah, there you go. Cool. Sports Keep Center. the nepotism alive. <laughs> Sports Center. Well, this is the TV business. Sports Center is brought to you by Sport Clips. It's a new season at Sport Clips Haircuts. All stylists are clean, certified, and guys smart. Get yourself back in the game with Sport Clips MVP experience. Enjoy a hot steam towel, relaxing shampoo, and winning cut. Check in online. Walk out with confidence. It's a pleasure to have ESPN Baseball Insider and host of the Baseball Tonight podcast, Buster Only, join us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. He's brought to you by Blue Emu, pharmacist-recommended Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. Works fast, and you won't stink. Buster, obviously, this, like in every sport, is a season unlike any other. I know they have finalized the playoff bubble. Can you just kind of get everyone up to speed on the cities involved, the stadiums involved, and how we're going to crown the 2020 Fall Classic champion? Yeah, what they're going to do is effectively begin to put the, the bubble in place as they go through the first round, the, the wild card series, the best of three, and then they'll go into those bubbles for the division series, the league championship series, and the world series. And what they're going to do is have the American League teams uh, play the division series, Dodger Stadium, uh, Petco Park in San Diego. The National League teams will play in Texas uh, and in Houston, and then if, once they get to the World Series, the neutral site will be in Texas. Um, and it's going to be a different World Series, different playoffs than what we've seen in the past where you have all these off days always built into this and teams can rest relievers. It's going to be straight through, and it's going to, I think, more closely mirror what we see in the regular season. Um, you know, this is clearly for Major League Baseball. Now that they've, they've come this far, uh, you know, despite the fact they've had a number of outbreaks that they've played through, they are not going to mess up their, their journey to that pot of postseason goal, uh, gold uh, with the television revenue. They're doing everything they can to keep the players healthy, and obviously an outbreak in the midst of the postseason would be a nightmare scenario for them. Buster, what are you hearing from the players about the bubble? Well, um, two, two school of thoughts. One, there are definitely players who feel like, hey, you know what, we, we've, we, uh, we just need to do everything we can to get through. We, we've come this far. Let's, let's go through. There were definitely, when this conversation was going on, 
there were some players, Key, who really felt like, look, our team has it has it good. Like we've got this. We we're we're doing a good job with this. We don't necessarily have to go in the bubble. Um, but you know, Major League Baseball in its conversations with the Players Association basically made the case that uh, in a lot of uh, you know these positive tests we've seen in baseball, the through contact tracing, they determine that you know some of those people who were infected and the source of the infections were family members or somebody outside of the team realm, and they wanted they want by going to the bubble scenario to reduce the chances for that. But the players actually, and and they deserve so much credit for how invested they've been in this. A lot of players felt like, look, uh, you know, our team's doing uh, is handling this well. Why do we have to change the system? Yeah, Buster, when you look at the the New York Mets, uh, Steve Cohen's purchasing them, what's your reaction to him stroking that big check? It's absolutely landscape-changing for Major League Baseball, and you as a Dodger fan know this because you lived it. (laughs) When Frank McCourt uh, sold the Dodgers to the Guggenheim group back in 2012-2013, it completely altered the trajectory of the Dodgers they became a big market, uh, you know, signature franchise that acted like a big market signature franchise, and they've gone on and won division title after division title, played in the World Series, um, and you know, moving forward for the first time, potentially we're going to have situations where the Mets go toe to toe with the Yankees mm. over the best players. Baseball would benefit from that tremendously, and I think if you're you know, you're a free agent like JT Real Muto, uh, the catcher for the Phillies, George Springer, Trevor Bauer, or the next winner, Francisco Lindor, those guys are going to really benefit. It's going to be great for baseball that you're going to have a big market Mets actually conducting business like a big market team. One other thing that's great for baseball today, later today, 4 Eastern on ESPN, Keys Dodgers will take on the Padres. The Dodgers clipped them last night 3-1 to snap San Diego's eight-game win streak. This is actually turning into, with two weeks to go in the regular season, one of the great, great stories down the stretch in Major League Baseball. The Pods haven't made the playoffs since 06. Chasing the Dodgers, it's great stuff. You'll see it this afternoon, 4 Eastern on ESPN, and you can check out Buster on ESPN, of course, Sunday nights, and anytime you want, download the Baseball Tonight podcast. Buster, thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Bust. Thanks, guys. Take care. That is one thing I wanted to quickly hit on. Uh, You know, your Dodgers were cruising, then San Diego started to make up a little bit of ground, and just from a more macro standpoint, there are basically two weeks left in the baseball. We're a football country, the NBA, LeBron, I get all that. But we just got to mention this is going to be an atypical World Series, as Buster mentioned, at various different venues with two weeks to go. What are you thinking about? I know you're always keeping an eye on the Dodgers, but hey, we got two weeks to go until the playoffs start, the largest playoff field ever. Well, look, at, at in the end, they could still get popped, okay, because much like you just mentioned, it's the largest playoff field ever. And that team that's in the eighth seed or the seventh seed mess around and clip the Dodgers because it's three games. That's the, You look up, and that three games go by like that. Right. Two games go by, actually, because sure. you're down one old, and all of a sudden you look up, uh-oh, the next game, you're out the playoffs. Right. And so they've got to, from a Dodgers standpoint, they've got to make sure that they continue to push the envelope and not get, you know, not get complacent and just kind of – do the things the right way. And it's, it's big on Skipper and Dave Roberts to make sure that he's managing. This is the, because of the pandemic and because of the way things have shaped up. This is a very hard season for managers to do their job. Typically people think of baseball managers really don't, you know, they win three or four games and that's pretty much it. This is one of the hardest years for managers as the Yankees can see with Boone that, 
to get things done. They really got to manage now, and Skipper has to manage. Yeah, if you missed it, the Yankees actually put 20 on the board last night. They won by two touchdowns. I was watching some people talk about that. They desperately needed that win. Suddenly, the Yankees are on fire again. That's how Good. quickly it can move. That's that's what I'm saying. Good. Right? We're sitting here a week ago. They're, they're playing terrible baseball. Now they've won six straight. Ho- hopefully, they'll hold the end of the bargain where it's the Dodgers <laughs> and the Yankees. The Clippers didn't hold there, so. Yeah, Rob Manfred and all ESPN management will take a Dodgers-Yankees World Series. I can speak with the executives at Fox, too. That's what baseball is dying for. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you it's all about ESPN Audio at home via your smart speaker. ESPN Audio at home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. Still to come, is one NFL team ready to deal their unhappy wide receiver or pay him. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Subin, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I went out last night for dinner, Key. It was 62 degrees. It was perfect sweater weather. Just mm. wanted to... Yeah, it was a little cool. Point that out. It was a little cool. I'm just prepared. No, you, you, <laughs> you've been rocking the sweaters even in the month of July. You were sweatered out. Sweating, wearing a sweater. <laughs> Keyshawn J. But it's, Will. it's in all fairness, you gets a little cool in studio, so... It's okay. That's all good. We'll have Jay Will back with us tomorrow. He was part of the NBA doubleheader last night on ESPN with the Countdown Crew, so he's sleeping in this morning. So we'll be looking He's just forward. lazy. <laughs> no, he's our guy. We'll look forward to having him back with us tomorrow morning. All right, Keyshawn, Jay Will, Zubin, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Cover all your bases with Straight Talk Wireless. Get the same networks as big carriers, only pay up to 50% less. Get the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G for just 45 bucks a month. Only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Let's get straight to it because you played the wide receiver position for so many years. And Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Bears, unhappy, but right now is saying he is not demanding a trade. That's at least according to his agent who spoke to our Adam Schefter. He's scheduled to make $13 million this year, took the Bears off all of his social media accounts, kind of separating himself, but is not as I said, the most important thing is not demanded 
a trade yet. You're 1-0. You got a quarterback that needs all of his weapons and Mitch Trubisky. Uh, obviously, Robinson's a great player. What are your thoughts on this situation and how it could play out? Well, you certainly want to make sure that you take care of your players when you got a young quarterback. If Mitch Trubisky is the answer at your quarterback position, and if he's not, you want to make sure that you pay guys. You, you, you take care of them. And he's making $13 million this year, but that's grossly underpaid when you talk about a top-notch guy on every single team. You can go across the league, and we can go from top to bottom. We can go from Buffalo all the way to Seattle on the top guys. The alpha dog receivers get paid. That is just the way the league is, period. The Chicago Bears need to pay this young man and pay his money. He's been one consistent, one of the most consistent players since he arrived from Jacksonville to Chicago for the Bears. When you look at it, the one thing that DeAndre Hopkins gave Kyler Murray was a real dude. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson wish he had DeAndre Hopkins right now. What did Arizona do? They paid Hopkins, right? They gave him his money. Mm-hmm. When you think about the Chargers out in L.A., they took care of Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. the number one guy. The, the Cowboys, they took care of Amari Cooper, the number one guy. This is what happens. The New Orleans Saints took care of Michael Thomas, the Atlanta Falcons, Julio Jones. You pay the number one guy, and if you don't pay him, you move him. You, you let him go make his money. Yeah, that's, that's just the reality of it. I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, he signed a contract. Oh, he's this. We're talking about an extension. Right. He's, his deal is up after this year. So you want to make sure that you get it done. You don't want to belabor the point, linger it on, because now you're going to have a disgruntled player that is not feeling like, you know, he's he's valued, he's wanted. You don't want that. You want to you want to make sure he gets his money because when you look at the numbers, and you go and you do your research cuz I ain't doing it for you, but Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, you look at their numbers over the last several years. He's either on par with them or slightly above them in many receiving categories despite playing with Mitch Trubisky and Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. And you see my face. It's like sour lemon, right? I mean, it, when you ask a receiver to do the things that he's doing, despite not having a Brett Favre or an Aaron Rodgers to throw to him, and he's still productive, you want to make sure you give him his money. Think about the young quarterbacks that don't have top-notch receivers. Sam Darnold doesn't have a guy. Doesn't have a guy. Uh, Danny Dimes here in New York at the Giants doesn't have a alpha dog. His alpha dog is in Cleveland. So when you start to look around the NFL, every quarterback that's made of something has a top wide receiver. And for them to not pay him and have him mad at them and not feeling like he's valued, that's a real problem to me. It just is. You make a great point. It's akin to a running back basically saying, all we can do is run the ball Stop me, and he's still bursting through the other defensive line, and you got to pay him. You know, it's a one-dimensional it's the, thing, and he's still producing. The numbers are the numbers, right? I mean, everybody says, well, what's the number? He's making 13. Well, the number's going to land. It should land for him between that 18 and a half north millions of dollars. He should be in that 18 and a half plus million dollar range. That's just that's who he is as a player. For purposes of context, Hopkins got $54.5 million 
on his deal on the back end, what he just signed with Arizona after the trade. So from that perspective, maybe that's a starting point. Maybe it isn't. Key certainly seems to think he may not have the name recognition of those other wide receivers, but his production does value. But his his production speaks for itself, though. In all honesty, he's catching balls from Mr. Trubisky in a basically run-heavy offense in a defensive-oriented team. He's not in a pass-happy offense that's going to wing it all over the place, but he's still productive, and he's probably there. Well, no, there's no probably. He is their most valuable wide receiver. So you pay him that money. Right now, top wide receivers are in that 20-plus million dollar range. I, I believe DeAndre Hopkins' numbers are around real, real cash value. is like $27 million a year. When you think about that, that does open it up. Big time. So you talked about being wanted and valued. Certainly, that's exactly how the Bucks feel about Tom Brady. They wanted him. They valued him. They gave him the two years, $50 million. And then it wasn't a great start. He had a two-pick performance. Bruce Arians, after the game, the Bucks head coach essentially came up and said, look, from our perspective, I was a little bit surprised. Tom looked a little skittish and a little rusty. Everything we did in practice, he looked great. There was nothing in the game that surprised us. But another great quarterback... Tom will be in Canton one day. Brett Favre already is. The Hall of Fame QB on the Sirius XM Blitz with Bruce Murray essentially saying Bruce Arians' tough love approach, not the right approach. Well, when you when you think about you think about the approach, you know, Bruce Arians is a good quarterback coach, X and O guy. He's he's won some games in this league as a head coach. It's a shock to our system because nobody, for the most part, has taken Tom Brady to task. 20 years, Bill Belichick gives you nothing, right? He doesn't, he doesn't, he gives you a mumble here and a mumble there, and that's it <laughs> in terms of talking about his players. He's not going to praise them, but he's not also going to down them when they're out there performing for him. And so when Bruce Arians said what he said, it's just kind of like, whoa, he just said that about the great Tommy. That's not supposed to happen. Tom Brady is in a new system, Mm -hmm. in a new surroundings, a new situation. Mike Evans was banged up prior to this game. I'm not not worried about what Tom is capable of doing. And I think Brett Favre's more so is just saying, like, you don't point fingers. He's barking up the wrong tree. I know we didn't hear from Brett, but what Brett said was Arians is barking up the wrong tree. Well, because you don't, you don't, I guess you want to give him more respect than to, I don't want to say throw him under the bus, but so to speak, but, but kind of put him out there. You don't, you know, everybody saw what happened. We all watched the game. Sure. We know that Tom wasn't on his best behavior as a quarterback. So you didn't expect for Bruce Arians to say that. And I've always hated when coaches did that or quarterbacks, you know, how quarterbacks chase you down and point with the receivers. I always hated that because if I did that to you, if I, if, if I'm Tom Brady and I said, well, you calling them badass plays, they don't work. Now people are going to say, well, look at Tom throwing him on, you know, so I don't like when coaches do that. I think it was, I I don't think it was the right message to send. And I don't know if you were doing it to motivate or or think you're motivating Tom or whatever the case is. Practice is not games. I don't care what damn look you get in practice. (laughs) It's not going to be the same look you get in the game because people practice different than they play in games. DBs sit on routes. Linebackers drop in coverages that they don't even know what they're doing, and that's what happens. Offensive linemen don't block the right guys in practice. It happens. At the top of the hour, should Kawhi be held to the same standard as LeBron? That's next. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.